well, I would call that a vice. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Not the tool used in woodworking. Hot. Talking about the president in the the vice, the other one. (laughs) The smaller president. I I mean more like a personal vice. Like, what do you, do you consider yourself having any that you're, you know? A hundred percent no. You're just I think a ev- man I think of virtue. Most of what I do is a virtue. Yeah. You're, you're an honest guy. I feel like you're about that life. Yeah. I, I, I also trying to make conscious mu- decisions. Much like the subject of this film, when I start wars in the Middle East, I think I consider that a virtue, not a vice. You think of yeah. both sides. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, whoa. I think it's... Yep. You're better... Better go to the hospital. <laughs> go to Uh-oh. the hospital, gang. What's going on here? And go to the... Oh, yep. I'm having a heart attack, you idiot. Uh, I think that was terrible. Guys, the, the clenched fists really sell it. Well, in, in the scene, he's like clenching and unclenching his... That's what's so like surprising about it is because he's like, yep, yeah, you better better take me to the hospital. I bleed mud. <laughs> that's your Just like advice. Dick Cheney, I bleed mud. Uh, Sorry, I had to stop the recording to mess with your thing. But now, no one's gonna now know. there's a cut where I, I just say I bleed mud for no reason. No context. Um, Dick Cheney also bleeds mud. So like his performance, he's from, the south, uh, you know. he's from Montana. That's the most North except for Alaska. Actually. All right. Square state. Rup, rup. Oh wait, no, he's from Wyoming. He is. He They're is the Wyoming. same thing, I think. And I think that Montanans, Man- Montanians, Montana, Montaniacs and the Hannah Montanans, Montaniacs and Wyomokes, um, <laughs> as they're called, they should just accept that they're the same thing and that the world sees them that way. I don't think the world sees them because they're both imaginary states. Exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like America Sorry. for years has tried to m- let us believe that there's a North and South Dakota, Stop and I'm it. like, <laughs> fuck off. How yeah. about that? We only also, recognize Johnson. Like South Arkansas is that even a place? It's no. unnecessary. Yeah. It's America, unnecessary. just be one thing. America, drop the states. <clears throat> you you got too many. You should take on this province territory thing that we got going up here. It's working yeah. out great for everybody. Yeah, dude dozen tops all right don't be greedy none of this 50 too much <laughs> canada the land of tops Where are we? We're just like rambling. We we haven't recorded in like a month because we were away. Okay, we so at? all right, here's the itinerary. Yes, we're gonna talk about Vice. Yeah. Later, this ta- itinerary is backwards. We're gonna talk <laughs> about Vice. Okay. Before that, we're gonna talk about that we went to Spain. Woo woo. Most importantly, the thing about Spain was though that we watched collectively like forty films. One hundred percent. It's a vacation, so we we can do whatever the hell we want. Okay, goddamn! Enough of your silent <coughs> vocal we did, judgments. We did it. Uh, you know, there's lots of homework done. You might hear yeah. some titles that you'll see in the feed coming that's up. That's right. That's right. But first of all, if you could give Spain a rating out of ten, what would you give it? Uh, Go on. I I don't want you to qualify. Just tell me right now. Six. Wow, that's <laughs> so low. Yeah, because you should see the shit movies I watched, dude. I well, watched that's not Spain. Terrible that's films. not Spain's fault, though. Oh, you mean? Oh, okay. Well, like you didn't let me qualify it because it was gonna be like was no. We're we're rating the country. Oh, okay. Five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> they got too much ham. That's the problem. They love ham. They also don't speak English. That's which, okay. That's actually a relief. And they don't. 
Well, kind of, but like they actually don't do enough to see to my needs as a non-Spanish speaker. <laughs> yes, God. And if they could kind of get that together, please, it would easily be a seven out of ten. Don't they know we're visiting? Come yeah. on now. Donde esta visiting? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tourizing. Tourism. Hey, how you say uh, travel? <laughs> I how you say jam on in my mouth? Um. Spain, Spain's nice. We watch a lot of movies. Hell yeah. We uh, ate a ton of ate a ton of food. Ton of food. Spain again. So much like Italy, I think Spain in a couple of years will be a huge tourist destination. I think we are the first. <laughs> we are one of the firsts. Yeah. I think it's an up and coming country. True. That is pretty underrated. Like I think that the perception of it is that it doesn't have a lot going on. No. They're just like, Except Spain is too chill and boring. They're no just like, oh my God, there. isn't everyone just napping there? And it's like, well, yes, yes. but yes. they are also eating way too late in the evening because they're crazy. That's why their cholesterol and blood sugar levels are out of whack and they need to be taken yeah. afternoon siestas. Yeah. Any country that the general public is like, I want to sit down and eat at 11 p.m. at night. They're, you're not going places. It's not going to go good for you. Like... You want to do that when it's dark, even in the summer? Like, what are you doing? Stop it. What are you doing? Stop it. I, I just want to be clear. Spain was is amazing. <laughs> it's like <laughs> one of the best places. I'm going to keep going on. One of the while. best places I've ever been to. Yeah. Um, we, di we did nothing to respect the culture of cinema there. We didn't even watch a Pedro Almodovar movie. No. We talked to that one girl who wants to be an actress. Yeah. Um, on she our first day. She thought I was a local, so she th Yeah, because you you were killing it with your Spanish. It's true. You were like, un el coffee, please, <laughs> pleaso. And they were like, wow, it's did el you grow up here? <laughs> Yeah. El Plizo. El Plizo coffee. <laughs> and I was like, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> so, but most importantly, we watch a ton of movies. That's Because we're not fun to go on vacation with. I we think we're extremely spend fun. a lot of time watching movies. However, a good a good bunch of these was on the plane. So do you, do you want to exchange films here? I'm ready. Because we watch some together and we watch some separately. Yeah. We should do, just tell me your plane Movies well, one. we should start with something very important, which will be very old news by the time this comes out. But we went to see El Killer, yeah, in El Teatro. Um, thank you, Netflix, for having only three fucking showings of one of the best movies of the year. <laughs> being like, oh yeah, you don't want to see this incredible film in the theaters? We want you to watch it on your phone. I you should watch it on your phone. We did all this work. We worked with the best living filmmaker in the world, so you could watch this movie That's on true. your phone in segments. Because we're Netflix and we hate you. Well, Dara, like when we get rid of Mindhunter and we get rid of anything worth the shit, you're gonna. I'm sure they're gonna cancel the killer. Honestly, uh, yeah. yeah, it's gonna last for all of five minutes before it gets. Shoo shooed. Um, the killer was great. It's probably one of my favorite movies of the year. I've watched it a couple times since. Since you've been back, or I've watched it uh, one time since I've been back. I'm gonna watch it again because I, I got Netflix for a month because I was like I you couldn't I cave. couldn't spend two days in Zaragoza without Netflix, so I bought <laughs> Netflix and then canceled it immediately. But in the meantime, I watched. Yeah. I was like, I gotta I gotta stuff in another viewing of the killer at least one. Yeah, gotta watch Mank again and Newsflash: Mank rules. <laughs> It's Who knew? Still fucking. Hey. I, did, I did not like Mank that much the first time I saw it. And okay. I, I really like it now. Okay. And I'm about to find out because I'm going to watch see. Citizens Kane. Citizens Kane. I'll figure out how to say it after I see it. Citizen Kane yeah. for the first time. And yeah. then I'll watch Mank. We're going to go see Citizen Kane the way it was intended on our phones. Oh. No. Um, 
in the we're gonna go see it we're gonna see it at the theater yeah i mean we should we've because because we're gonna go to this theater and we've been to this theater and they do good things the viff theater in vancouver fucking rips and it's it shows good stuff and it's like such a great alternative to cineplex which is the monopoly of theaters in 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 canada yeah and everyone should go out and support them monetarily and i say that as a person who doesn't do that (laughs) i don't do that at all i'm telling you do with your presence you pay for tickets all the time yeah but like everyone should go out and donate a lot more than i end up paying they should do more than i do and i We'll judge them individually for not doing that. <laughs> Anyone who yeah. doesn't have a podcast should be putting all their money into local cinema. Yeah. Right? I'm going to sit at home and I'm going to pirate films. Cool. But you please go out and support your repertory theater. You're watching it in the cinemas of the airplanes. Yeah. So, so speaking of airplane films. Yeah. On our first leg of the journey. Yes. I started off and I told you before we got on the plane that I was very excited to watch one movie. Do you remember what that movie was? <laughs> Um, Barry Lyndon? No. That was on the way back. God damn it. Okay. I was very excited to watch... Blackberry? Yeah, just just how the director intended Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Oh, for fuck's sake. And James Cameron had always said, he's like, you know, like 3D in theaters is great, but I've always wanted you to watch it on a plane. (laughs) It's just, it's a better experience. (laughs) And so I rewatched The Way of Water. I cannot believe it. That movie fucks hard and fast and wet. And it fucking rules. Oh, it's a terrible trio. I love it. To explain that that way. Uh, And then, okay. So do you want me to keep going? I'll keep going. Tell me your list and then I'll tell you mine. No Hard Feelings, the new Jennifer Lawrence movie. Right, right. Loved it. I thought it was very good. I love Jennifer Lawrence in that. It's one of the best movies she's done since Red Sparrow. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Blackberry. I regret that I never saw it in theaters. Blackberry is one of the best movies of the year. Amazing. Market. Movie fucking rules. I, then, I for that reason I avoided watching it on the plane because I want to see it on a bigger screen. So I'm not gonna see it. Very good. Decided not um, to. Now I watched the I I kind of I split the way of water because it's 400 hours long and our flight was you know forever. Yeah. But I split I watched the way of water. I watched half of Barry Lyndon again, a little movie by a little known filmmaker <laughs> named Stanley Kubrick that nobody's seen. That movie also is incredible. I was very impressed with it. Just collectively like nine hours between two films. I actually I watched half of it on the flight there and half of it on the flight back. Damn. And it it's so good. And then as I was Tr- passing out i watched easy a and i love that movie so i couldn't really sleep because i sl- i fell asleep for about 10 minutes at the start yeah and then i was like oh i got my second wind and then i watched the whole thing and that movie <laughs> is ex- excellent i love that movie is it just around when stanley tucci was like no who told you you're adopted <laughs> the most beautiful like parental as soon as i remember stanley tucci was in that movie i was like i have to pay close close attention <laughs> yeah excellent and then so that was my f- those were my plane movies perfect what did you watch I started strong with a quintessential plane movie, Hypnotic, with <laughs> Ben Affleck. Well, that doesn't quite count because I know you never finished it. I 100% <laughs> abandoned it in 10 minutes. I saw you watching it. It yeah. was so bad. It is. It was immediately abandoned. Couldn't sit through it. One, one of, emoji. One of, we've been on two long vacations together, uh, so four collective flights. And one of my favorite things, to be honest is watching you decide <laughs> on things without my input. <laughs> not that you need it, but I'm just like, what does pre do when I'm not around? Yeah. And for all intents and purposes, I'm not around for these flights. And watching what you decide to watch, I'm like, what is going on? You're about <laughs> yeah. to see. It's going to get more and more unhinged as we go on. Okay. So after I abandoned that, I was like, all right, I got to spice this up with some Bollywood. But I didn't want to watch the movie. I just wanted to listen to some of the songs in it. 
So I threw on Devdas, which is a classic. Mm-hmm. And just to see the little dance action. Yeah. Uh, and so I fast forwarded. I uh, saw you do four doing hours yeah. of that movie just to get I, to like six songs that I wanted to see. While you were watching that, I considered rewatching Polite Society while we were on the plane because oh, that hey. movie, that movie is very good. I like, and, and it had the dance in it. Right? That's right. Yeah. Polite Society pulls that very yeah. famous song from Dave Das and the choreography. So it fucking rips. If you guys haven't seen Polite Society, it's a very good movie. It's, it's very it's fantastic. Fun, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also. Not to skip ahead, but Bollywood kind of had a huge influence on the latter part of our trip because of a certain film that we watched. Mm. You don't, you know? Okay, I'll we'll, get to we'll it. We'll come I'll to get, it. I'll I, get to I it. Got, you got to jog my memory. Okay. Uh, right after, and I was like, all right, come on. Let's, let's tighten this shit up. I want to see something riveting. Okay, I want some war action. I want to see some moving. And so I'd never before seen Darkest Hour. Oh yeah, and it was what a revelation! I like it Darkest is Hour. Yeah. so good. I think we should put a disclaimer on because I'm gonna get to a movie later. While you're on the plane, everything seems way better and yeah. way more emotionally impactful. Yes, but yes, I do like Dark. I I don't think Darkest Hour was like amazing, but I, I like that movie. I liked it more. I thought I wouldn't like it when I saw it first. That's yeah. that's why I avoided it for so long because I thought it would be dull. I kind of thought it would be like um, Vice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Exactly but right. It's better than fun. And it is yeah. it's incredible. And and I'm just regretting that I didn't get to see it on like a bigger screen, but I think there's a greater level of focus when you watch it in a plane because your eye line doesn't kind of waver too much. Yeah, you have nothing better to nothing do. Nothing to do. You're kind of locked in no internet. So, perfect. There's only there's there's only three things I do on planes. Watch the movies I'm watching, watch the movie you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> Or look around and see what other people are watching. Yep. <coughs> yeah. I was like, what other, like, should I be throwing on Synecdoche, New York? And I was like, immediately abandoned the thought. I was like, yeah. no, no. This is a very pleasurable and enjoyable film. <laughs> makes you want to live. Not one more time. Yeah. I do not. But if they had adaptation, I looked for it. Did they have Synecdoche? They did not. Oh, I would have watched that. Probably. I would have watched that. Yeah. But like, if I wanted to see adaptation because I've only seen it once. I love that movie. And I absolutely love it. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to my guy. And then I was like, okay, now it's time for some some, some more elevated, because now we're talking, right? So, huh, Oscar-winning <laughs> or nominated Green Book. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you put it on your screen, and you kind of gave me a, like, what do you think? And yeah. I was like, well, we're going to talk about the Academy Awards in a few short, a couple short weeks. Yeah. We're going to be talking about them. A movie, and this movie we're doing today, Vice, will be in that discussion. So That's it's good right. to watch it. And I told you, you have to watch Green Book between then and now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't not. Totally. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get a head start on it. And I threw it on. And within 10 minutes, I turned it off. Green Book, and we'll <sighs> talk more about this, but it's an incredible object <laughs> of something. It's, yeah. It was. Yeah. It went somewhere else, and it took so long. And it was only a few minutes in. It was like five, ten minutes in. I judged it very harshly. It continues to go other places. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, and, we'll come and around And hey, free preview to our Academy Award discussion for later in the year. Maybe later, I'll, uh, early next year. I'll right. come yeah. around, circle back to Hypnotic, finish that, yeah. get over to yeah. and then And we're doing like collectively like everything we saw there and back on yeah. the plane, right? So Prometheus. Uh, oh, on the back? You want to do back? Because I haven't done back on the plane yet. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... In the way that I said, like, things on the plane kind of hit you harder and get you a little more emotional, I watched Zoolander, and there was a moment where, when John Voight at the end is like, that's my son. I was like, I know, I know he is. (laughs) 
John, I know he's your son. <laughs> uh, so I watched Zoolander because I thought I just had to fall asleep, but like I couldn't. Yeah. Um, and then I watched because uh, I to stay awake. I watched Children of Men, which is still a hundred ten percent perfect film. Oh my gosh! Like, an endlessly incredible movie. Oh. I watched the D and D movie, and I really liked it. Yeah. Well, I didn't really like it. I thought it was good though. Okay. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's which silly. you've been avoiding for a while because that would be too silly. Well, not. I haven't been actively avoiding it. I just never really was like, I gotta go out and watch it. No matter story to everyone who told me you should watch it, I was like, I'm not. I might not. And then you did. And then I was on a plane, and I, I it it's a silly film, and it is okay with how silly it is. Mm. And it's like, yeah, we are silly. And I'm like, okay, good. I, I appreciate that. Because like, there's lots of other silly films where they're just like, no, we're serious. Yeah. And we're about stuff. S- silly. Speaking yeah. of serious, on the flight there, I discovered a little show <laughs> can called- we, Can we save that for the end? But, but okay, okay. But it, just know that I saw that. It's about a silly guy. <laughs> and I just want to- <laughs> It's it's okay. a documentary about a silly fella. He's very serious. Who I think has been scapegoated by <laughs> the media. And at, when we watched this one episode, I was like, I don't see anything wrong with that. Oh boy. Okay, we'll come back to it. Um. Yeah. I, and then um, I watched half of The Perfect Storm, which I've seen like a million times. Yeah. So it's silly. Another dumb, goofy blockbuster right. movie. And then I watched half of Asteroid City. Yeah, and I want to yeah. talk a little bit about Asteroid City because I finished it. Yeah and hated it oh no full hate i don't like i okay i don't really like wes anderson and i but i feel very insecure about the fact that i'm just like i don't get it (laughs) i don't understand because it's a very unpopular opinion right like well well, lots of people who i really respect are like like really like him and i'm like i don't i just it doesn't do anything for me which is really rare because as much as i have a podcast that is sometimes about trashing films yeah i'm actually very i'll watch anything and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I also, as this podcast might evidence, is like I actually give a lot of things the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But Wes Anderson, I cannot get behind. Do you think yeah. it's the formula? I don't know because I I see objectively how fucking talented he is, right? And how he gets like incredible. Like the yeah, yeah. He gets incredible casts. He he writes stuff in interesting ways. Yeah. I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you but know? when it's put together, something about it is like not, but not for you. Asteroid City is such an interesting idea for a film. The way, like, you haven't seen it. No, right? no, it's brand new but, to me. Yeah, so like, but like, it's, it's like, it starts and they're talking about yeah. like it's framed like Asteroid City is a play, and then you're watching the play within the movie, and it's like such an oh, okay. interesting idea. Okay, okay. But I just I couldn't do it. I mm. I was like I don't like this. I don't enjoy. But I I I finished it. And I, it just didn't do anything for it's me. It wasn't yeah. your jam. And I, I like, it's funny because I've, I've seen some of his movies, and but the only thing that I absolutely love and adore and stays in my mind is Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's very pop. Like, lots of people really like it, too. It's just such a banger, uh, no matter when you see it as a kid or as an adult. Like, it well, is second in my mind after Harry Potter for some reason. It's always just there. Yeah. Like, I I like, um, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I dislike, grand budapest hotel mm. it's like a, one of those movies where i'm just like yeah it's a really good movie but i'm kind of like well i don't want to watch it <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's fair and yeah, even yeah. though it's weird weirdly i've seen grand budapest hotel like four times i think you may have seen every wes anderson film i haven't seen fantastic mr fox and i haven't seen life aquatic okay, okay. and i haven't seen darjeeling limited it, like okay so I've not seen, every i've seen a, most of his early movies like i've seen bottle rocket rushmore and then moonrise grand budapest i saw isle of dogs and 
Grand Budapest in theaters. Mm. I went to see them. But then this time with Asteroid City, I was just like, I consider going to theaters. And I, I'm glad I didn't because like, and I want to, I want to be perfectly clear. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not one of those people who's just like, actually, Wes Anderson sucks. No, no, I'm no, really no, no. not. Like, I'm actually kind of like, I don't get it and yeah, i yeah, I'm, yeah. i feel very insecure about it well of it's, course it's like it's like me when i'm like i don't get taylor swift like it's just not for me but of yeah. course like she's so talented but and you of course she's a performer the, the, yeah what's it's it's kind of the opposite of like there's a lot of people whose opinions i respect who yeah. like hate in a yeah, and yeah, i'm yeah. like i kind of really like his movies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i kind of think the revenant's like it's amazing like such a yeah primitive part of us where it's like if you hate my favorite artist you hate me which is not the case well or, it, like I just Wes Anderson as as I I know a friend listening will be like yeah John's never really liked Wes Anderson John that's crazy like, but but like we've discussed it at length and I'm just like I just don't I just I don't get it yeah yeah, yeah 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 great filmmaker who I just don't understand yeah fair Wes I'm um, we can have dinner Wes and, we know you're listening so yeah like, we can have dinner we love and you, we dog. can hash it out yeah you and me and Donna Tart it's not you <laughs> it's me it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your my uh, return film return flight. my one big return film was Prometheus, a and movie that rules that so we talked good. about on our Alien Covenant episode, yeah. which rules. Yeah. And I hadn't seen Prometheus in a long, 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 long time, and I we recently covered Alien Covenant. Um, I've like watched Prometheus twice in like the last like six months because I, I love it. That because right. like because of Covenant, I kind of watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so having seen Covenant, the context for this is again like refreshed. Yeah. And it's so good. Prometheus is great. I love it. Yeah. Um, but are you ready for the highlight uh, watch on the plane? The uh, little program? The the House of? The House of. The one and only. Are we talking about the House of Hammer that we watched together? We're talking about the Army Hammer documentary. Yeah. Uh, again, about a cool guy that I think the media has really <laughs> done a disservice to. So, I knew nothing about it. Okay. I knew the, f- the floating, the little like, oh, cannibal, la, la, la. I knew nothing about this docu. Me, me neither. Yeah, I had no. I've not read any reviews. I threw it on. <laughs> I think this might be the greatest piece of gossips. Like I, so I knew that Army Hammer was a great actor, and maybe he had peculiar tastes. And I just don't think you should de- crucify a man for it. <laughs> <laughs> Man's gotta eat. Oh, Jesus. I mean, no. like. You know, and yeah. he's, he's just kind of like, oh, I want to eat you. I want to wrap like, you up listen, in a burrito. For the and... first half of the docu, in the first, the pilot, the first episode, they get you going. It's like, oh, he's a handsome guy. The fella's a good looking guy. And the ladies are, I don't know why he's doing He was like peak Army Hammer. Yeah. yeah. And so even when they have, uh, you know, the survivors of, of whoever's crossed paths with Army Hammer, the women talking about it, the gravity <laughs> of the docu doesn't hit you until like the end of the first episode after which is incredibly sad can can i can i say i thought the docu i thought that one episode because i was like i don't care about the rest of the family i don't want to see we the just rest. watched yeah. the first episode yeah i thought that oh, when i it, when that, all that news broke all i knew about army hammer was that he had this like fetish right yeah. and that's kind of where i stopped i didn't realize he had sexually assaulted anybody that's i didn't right. realize those accusations that's came right. to light yeah i'm not making light of them but for a lot of the first half of the documentary, yeah, you're just kind of like, he has a fetish, yeah, and this documentary comes across as a little puritanical, in its Ugh. kink shaming, yes. But I'm not dis like I'm not saying he didn't do anything right. wrong because because, it, because it made it seem like it was consensual because so when when all that like fetish stuff came out, it yeah. was like 
whoa that's crazy that's like wild yeah you know like that he has this fetish and that these have come to light but then when you you see the the original woman who he had the very longer relationship with yeah and then she talks about the time where she's like uncomfortable like they cut like she wouldn't talk about something that happened yeah that's how it traumatic was too traumatic was. for yeah. her and when you hear about that you're just like okay maybe it's not just a like a a kinky fetish thing. no and and then it gets then a it's a crime like, yeah <laughs> it turned into a crime and so fast yeah, yeah. And then i'm just like he's just a cool dude and cancel culture is real i no. mean look at the way he texts <laughs> what a guy so relatable um yeah. i just found i just found it, it so hilarious the way they they did the text chain and the way they showed it like zoomed in where i don't know just uh, something about it was more comical until it wasn't yeah uh so yeah guys watch the first half of the first episode and then never no, interact like, watch the whole thing because like the, honestly the first half like it is a little bit like so he's got like an insane fetish like not like an insane but like he's got an extreme fetish kind yeah of. and maybe he's not he's not the best partner at his <laughs> fetish but yeah like you know it, it as if you want to be a little sex positive it's a little bit like I mean, you don't have to fuck the guy. But then yeah. later you do find that he there was non-consensual stuff involved. That's and right. that's where it gets it's, like it's kind a of force, like, right? Okay, yeah. I see. Okay. And as someone who's very disconnected from the world of news and and celebrity gossip, yeah. I didn't know that going into the documentary. I was just kind of like, what? He just wants to eat you. What's the big deal? <laughs> What's the big deal? Just give him a little chomp. Who hasn't dated someone they wanted to eat every once in a while? That's you know, true. I can normal. relate. Yeah. Just like the arm. Just like the a little foot. nibble, yeah. dude. You can still function in society. Sometimes you got to get a little chomping. Yeah. So, but then in in El Spano, the country, yeah. that is a silly place where they don't speak language correctly. That's <laughs> 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 so dumb. Um, we watched a bunch of other movies. Yes. Uh, d- together and apart. Yes. Do the ones that we did together. What, uh, what did we watch I didn't together? really separate. I just kind of put them down in order. I separated it. Wait, no, no, no. Let's talk about the ones we did apart. As I do on every holiday, I watch Gone Girl um, to oh. get me just amped up to be alive. So strange. Um, I watched National Treasure, which fucking <laughs> yeah. is incredible. <laughs> you were in the room, but you didn't partake in one of the best films from 2007, Shooter. <laughs> I watched Shooter. I don't think I had a choice to not partake. It was very much... That movie grabs you. <laughs> like Army Hammer dating. Oh, you boy. know, it really gets you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shooter. And then Most of Inside Man by myself. Yep. Which is an important film because of its Bollywood implications. That's right. Because it has... It opens with... Spike Lee is a genius for opening with the song Cheya Cheya. Bam. From Dilse. Yeah, is that's that what right. it's called? Dilse. That's right. Yeah. That song rips hard shout out ar Rahman. oh it's Ugh, so what a producer. good dude hell yeah and that inside man is clive owen was fucking ripping <laughs> at that time inside man is also in my opinion kind of a perfect yeah. movie and he did it like the same year as fucking children, children of men. men clive owen was on a Oof. fucking tear yeah um and then i watched by myself because it's been so long and i saw it in theaters and i love it i watched lost city of z which you oh. you were super tired and you went and had a nap yeah. You missed out. That movie is so good. Okay. And you would really like it. I like, got to I got to yeah. give it another shot. You should try and shot. find it cuz yeah. you would really like it. I watched cuz again you were napping. <laughs> I watched uh, Love and Other Drugs, which was fine. I didn't yeah. care much for Whatever. it. Whatever. And I watched most of Marriage Story again alone. 
Okay. Um, another Netflix only movie. Wow, that a whirlwind. I had only seen one. Just all the genres. You hit. You got That's them all. Even, and there's still like ten movies that we watched together. That's right. This is just the individual ones. Starting Some of the with. ones that I saw without you, obviously Shrek and Shrek Two. <laughs> Yeah, I sent you a video of what the the Netflix queue <laughs> being like. What happened? What happened here? Uh, late night is what ha- is what happens, folks, when you just have incredibly good taste. One, obviously. Yeah. And two, you're eating dinner at fucking ten o'clock in the night, bro. Like you're not gonna fall asleep. Oh my god! Also, in Bilbao, <clears throat> um, Bilbao, we were there early in the trip, and we were both really jet led because mm. we're old pieces of shit. And I was a, I was like half asleep and you were outside. I thought you had tripped and fallen and like died because <laughs> you were you didn't come to bed until yes. like five in the morning. Six thirty. And you watched all of the House of Usher Thank on you. Netflix. Yes. And yeah. I started this little nondescript show <laughs> by the very famous Mr. Flanagan. And I was like, all right, I'm we, not you, gonna fall call, in love. We call them flanners in this. We got house, flanners, yeah. little yeah. Mikey Flans, yeah. Flam Flam. We saw <laughs> we saw Hill House together? No. No, Ma- none, none midnight of Mass, I think. Anyway, we watched a bit of Midnight we've Mass. We've seen we've seen his yeah. works, his his works across. And then I thought, oh, I'll give I'll give House of Usher a shot. I threw on the first episode, and I just incredibly hooked. Not that it was great. <laughs> Let yeah. me just say, it's a fine show, but it has some bangers. And when you I just when you're in Spain, you got to watch the entire show in one sitting. Yeah. And so I did. Yeah. I started he, at 10 in the night and came to bed at 6 a.m. Flanagan's really interesting because, like, he's almost uniformly praised for everything he does. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, but everything he does is just fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, there's nothing of his that I've really I feel loved. like this had more zingers than his usual kind of safe dialogue well, writing. The Haunting of Bly Manor was I couldn't tough. sit through that it. That was dude. not. No, I didn't. That was legitimately no. not. Too good. dull. Not. Um, sorry, my and guy. And then, like, I remember, did you ever see Hush? Yeah, I I thought it was a good concept. I've seen it. I've I seen thought Hush. it was incredibly stupid. It will, but I, like she's you know she can't do it, but she does it. She's quiet. That's yeah. why it's called Hush. But like but my my one and maybe yeah, I saw this a long time ago, and I clearly never watched it again. But like one of the problems I had was like, wait, why is he doing this? Because he's a sadist. But I did, I was like, yeah, but that's not enough. Like I don't. I want to know more. I want to know more about that's, what's going on. But like, on. you wouldn't ask that of Scream. Like any kind of psycho killer just does shit because they're mental. Yeah, but Scream is good though. Like, there's other aspects of Scream that work. Sure. I just don't think Hush. Like, it, it didn't have the. It big was. It reveal. was missing like ten percent of something, and mm. I just didn't. It didn't really grab me in that way, and I was just kind of like, well, it just seems more like a premise than a story. Right. Even though, like, Flanagan, the thing, he's, much like Wes Anderson, it's like, Flanagan is clearly such a good director. Yeah. And a good writer, but I was just kind of like, I just don't, I don't know, a lot of his stuff really doesn't blow me away. Is that for Even, you? I saw, like, uh, what's that, Stephen, the Shining sequel, Doctor Sleep. Yeah. And, like, that movie was, ooh. like, universally acclaimed. No. And I was like, I was not really? good at all. I like, th- I, I didn't, didn't like it. it. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. It was weird. No, I, I didn't no, like no. it at all. I, I saw it on like a previous screening. The yet. trailer like yeah. put me off too. I was like, all right, that's enough of that. But no, yo, House of Usher. I mean, what you know, I just wanted to see him call his younger, uh, like Gen Z sibling Gucci Caligula. Yeah. <laughs> so so you don't fun. you don't have to spoil anything if you don't want to, but did no. the House of Usher fall or did it stay up? Oh man, like, how do I say it without spoilers? You, I can't. Go watch. 
I mean, it is called... The fall question mark of House of Usher. <laughs> in question mark in brackets. Yes. <laughs> um, huh? Okay, emoji? so what else did you watch without me? And then I, I threw on um, about 10 episodes of Easy. We kind of in and out, kind of watched it together, yeah, that sort of. fucking rips. It's so And yeah. this like Denzel movie called Little Things with yeah, Jared Leto. I, I like that movie, yeah. I liked I liked most about it except for Jared Leto, which I think that was my any, big problem. Shouldn't surprise any listener to this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We should do we should do that movie on the pod. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me out, man. I couldn't take it seriously. Jared Leto's in stupid performance took you out of a film. That's weird. <sighs> That's really shocking to me. Well, like even even Denzel a little bit. Like, all right, he's just doing the usual. I don't know. It I wasn't for me. And then I saw Notting Hill. Yeah, good uh, movie. Wholesome. Very good movie. I had no idea. It, That's I our like, boy Richard Curtis. There you are. Yeah. Only like maybe a decade ago I'd seen it and you know, still just as good. What's up? Shout out Notting Hill. Um <laughs> the place. Uh <laughs> <laughs> not the film, the place. Speaking of distances, eight mile. Woo! Fucking good movie. Hell yeah. I think my favorite part is the about rap it's the rapping, right? Is no oh. not even the film itself. Like in the movies I no, it's great. Uh I started watching it um in our hotel room and then on our flight back this grandma sitting next to you threw it on. Okay. You know what's wild about that? What? <laughs> that woman yeah. could not speak English. She did. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like sweet abuela. She was a sweet little Spanish lady. Yeah. And I, because I remember the flight attendant could only speak English and French. That's right. And she was trying to talk, was trying to say chicken to That's her. That's right. And, and she's like, she's like, I, she's like, poulet like she couldn't say but she couldn't say it but then there was another woman in front of us they they were like a tour group or some they were somehow connected (laughs) because there was a younger woman around our age who came back and was like chatting with her okay and i think they were like going on holiday to toronto i don't know what the crazy i don't know why spanish people will want to go to toronto ever that's That's wild not right they (laughs) in toronto they eat dinner at 3 (laughs) p.m like fucking psychos yeah yeah our days torontonians are mentally ill all of them but (laughs) yeah and then and she she like um her her someone else like helped her kind of change the language on the film thing to to spanish and then yeah the weirdest one is she throwing eight miles that's incredible that like after changing the language settings she went and chose eight mile to watch in spanish she watched something else before but then i i noticed her watching eight mile and i was like and she was like 70 years old. She's a lovely Spanish lady. What a baller. But I was like, I was like, fuck yeah. Re- respect, yeah. dude. She's like, ocho mil. That's for me. <laughs> I love that. I walk that much every day. Uh, and then last thing I, last thing I saw was, which you berated me to no end because I did not partake in this joy with you, was talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> tough too. I'm sorry. It was tough. You... You, that you watched that uh, without me? I just... <laughs> you were asleep. One of I, my favorite movies. I, I didn't know how bu- how much you And then, it. well, more, more egregious, you wouldn't let me watch it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just seen it, so you're not going to watch yeah. it when I'm in the room. Yeah, it's going to be great when we live together. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. You can't watch any of this I'm going to fucking... I'm going to get Talented Mr. Ruby on Blu-ray, and it's going to be... It's going to be locked in my PlayStation 5 that I just bought. <laughs> Blu-ray. It's gonna, there's going to be a little padlock across it, and it's just going to be talented. You're crazy. Ripley in there. But together, <laughs> more importantly, yeah. we watched The Da Vinci Code, Woo-woo! Angels e Demonos, <laughs> yes. and Inferno. Yeah. Those movies rip. We're going to cover them. Yes. We don't have to say more about them today. I know. Well, excuse me. <laughs> let me just cr- <laughs> clarify that. 
Angels and Demons yeah. is a better film than you remember. Yes. Just trust me on that. Yes, 100%. That movie had me fucking going. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I fully agree. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you think Da Vinci rules, Angels and Demons, whole, Stratosphere. Yeah. Mm. And Inferno? To what if it down there, a notch. <laughs> what if there was an Inferno? What if <laughs> there was an in pandemic? Yeah. Could you imagine if there was a pandemic? Wouldn't that be crazy? I, I can't relate. Yeah, I, I don't know what that Mm-mm. would be like. We watched uh, together because um, we someone needed to revamp their opinion <laughs> we watched a star is born yeah and i recall very clearly uh, someone shedding a little tear oh shut up on was my on shoulder my period. At the end. ain't nothing no um, it was beautiful but, but star is born another movie we're gonna talk about yes. at the academy awards so we'll talk more about that Perfect. because i don't want to spoil anything yeah star is born is a fucking great film <laughs> and what, i love it do you want to take a look at something hmm? do you want to take a look at it what? You turn him into a fucking wind farm. <laughs> what the fuck is going? This without context, it's just gonna be like. What? <laughs> I just want to take another look at you. Hot. Yeah. Oh, stop it. Um, I love that movie. We're gonna talk yeah. a lot about it on that Academy Award episode. That's right. It's what it. I I I think I would say is one of my top ten of that decade. I yeah. love the stars. You are still the think biggest fan. I know. I still think it's great. Yeah. But we can talk more about it. Um. And then we watched uh, Pale Blue Eye, mm-hmm. which I liked a lot more than I thought I would. Me too, dude. Scott Cooper. Uh, Scott Cooper is like, I, I talked so much Where'd about this. Where'd he come this. from? The thing that baffles me about Scott Cooper is like, he's such a good director and he's never made a good movie. Yeah. And then a Pale Blue Pale Blue Eye, I was actually like, I I think this is actually quite good. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, although like, I liked Hostiles. Like, I like all of his films mm. and we could actually cover quite a few of them on the pod. I'm yet to see Hostiles and I'm very curious to watch it. He's never really made like a great film uh. and yet he's so, like when you, if when you watch his movies, you're just like, yeah, but he's so, makes, he, he makes good film. <laughs> like, it's really weird. It's a weird Pilbu thing. Pillboy is, oh my, it's like straight out I, of a yeah. fucking gothic book or something. I liked it's, it. Well, yeah, it's an Edgar Allan Poe. It's a, but like, it, li- it feels like you're reading the book itself. Much like Harry Potter. Yeah, with du- little dudders. Yeah. Dudders, Dursley. We little watched, uh, then we watched Outlaw King again. Beauty. Um, Good movie. I liked, I like Outlaw yeah. King. Yeah. Uh, Shout out Scotland. Not perfect, but it's good. Uh, then... Uh, I mean, we can say it now. The film we're going to do next is Coach Carter. Woo-woo! That movie fucking rules. I was oh, so pumped. Speaking of which, one thing I want to say about A Mile, which is this is not an original thought. One of the greatest sports films of all time. Eight Mile? Eight Mile. Oh, we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. this. That's it's, right. That's it right. It is clearly right. one of the greatest sports films ever made, yeah. even though it's not about sports. It's rap battles. But Coach Carter rules. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it more next week. You will hear us talk about, talk about Coach Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched The Wolf of Wall Street, which is kind of impossible. Once you start, it's kind of impossible <laughs> to stop watching that movie. I, I don't know if I watched it fully with you, but it's definitely on the list. Yes. Yes. Um, a movie that weirdly I actually don't love because I love Scorsese and Wolf is one of the ones that I don't love that much. Yeah. And yet I'm still like, I love watching this film. Like it's yeah. still like a better movie than most, but like... It's it's a one of the Scorsese's that I would rank lower than many others, others. that might surprise you. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. like Silence. I love Silence. <laughs> Good, um, of course, and then of course. most very importantly, we watched The Godfather one and two, which you've never seen. A first for me. First time. Never seen The Godfather's. Il Padrino. Somehow co-hosting a movie pot like crime, doing crimes. Yeah. 
uh, I told mob I, crimes. I actually told you on the on the trip that I was like, I'm gonna fire you from the podcast. You're letting me go if we if you don't see The Godfather and Citizen Kane. Yeah, and um, mid. If you, <laughs> just kidding. If you, <laughs> I was like, if you don't rectify these problems, you're gone, and I'm gonna yeah. get a different Priyanka. I know, me. and we're I, just and we're not even gonna mention it. We're just gonna pretend. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, and yeah, you're pre. Are you yeah. gonna have like a sock puppet on your other hand? We're like, yeah, I have takes. No, it's just gonna I be see? like it's gonna be like my brother, but <laughs> in doing just my voice, pretend it's pre. No, not even not even pretend. No. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Jace. He'll do a great job. Actually, I know it, it. It'll. I'll just record myself being like, oh, this movie's dumb. I'm pre. <laughs> Eight Mile, the sports movie, like, <laughs> sport match, because they do the battles. <laughs> Eight Mile, more like, suck my dick. <laughs> it'll just be, it'll be you with, like, the worst opinions ever. It's true. Yeah. You know, so only a slight change from yeah. what's going on right now. Yeah. Whew. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, I loved it. Both. So, Both so now, great. yeah. I see it. I see where every other there, mob movie got the inspo. I, I don't want to be controversial. Those movies are pretty good. Yeah. And I think, I think in years, much like Spain, in years to come, people will kind of be like, oh, yeah, these are really good. <laughs> They're not really well, re- like, people don't really know about them now. People don't really know about but Spain, but. Like, later, like, people will be like, have you ever heard of The Godfather? It's by Francis Ford Coppola. And <laughs> Coppola? Coppola? Yeah. And people will be like, no, I've never seen it. Have you seen Sofia Coppola's dad's films? <laughs> like, yeah. what a guy. He's like, He's the dad of the lady who made the bling ring. Yeah. <laughs> bling ring fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're, I know we're going to talk about it at some point, but yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, The Godfather is good. Yeah. That's, I, that's a controversial statement. The Godfather films are good. <laughs> Shock. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. And now everyone knows how terrible it is to travel with us because we hey, you miss spend time watching films most of the time. What did we, what was the one Chef. I missed? Oh, that's like, yeah, but Chef is on right now. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Chef is just like nonstop on because Chef fucking rules. Yeah, I, I will say like kind of by the end of the trip, I, there was like points where I was like, okay, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. <laughs> and we threw on Chef at some point. And yeah. then I was watching the Chef show on Netflix. as like just throwing something on. Right. Like I was literally listening to podcasts while the Chef show was on just watching them make food. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like Chef's fucking... Even, like it's just ambient cinema. I've seen... I've I saw Chef in theaters. Yeah, I've seen it a hundred times. Yeah, it's a great film. It's my favorite sci-fi movie. Yeah, of it. yeah. Is the science fiction the part where he sleeps with Sofia Vergara and Scarlett Johansson? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Man, bags and both yeah. talent. My boy John knows how to fuck. <laughs> he can get it, man. So we spend way too much time talking about that, and now everyone, everyone wants to hear us talk about Vice. <laughs> it um, might be a two-parter. You thinking? No, fuck it. They can get the whole thing. (laughs) They can unitary executive theory my balls, baby. Vice. This movie I saw in theaters. Mm. I liked it. Mm. I don't like it very much anymore. (laughs) I see what people thought about it. But I don't think it's bad. Yeah. It... It's hard to not compare it to the big short. 100%. And I think the big short fucking rips. It wins over it. Yeah. Big short. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, tries to do satire more than it tries to do drama and it doesn't nail it either way it doesn't nail anything it wants to do no the this movie is very dissatisfying i think is the problem that's a very good word for it it's every aspect of it falls short yep and i really like adam mckay 
and he's done a lot of really good movies. And this movie, like, the further and further away we get from that political moment, which the movie came out in 2018. Yeah. 2018? Yeah, 2018. Mm -hmm. Dead in the middle of, like, the Trump era. Mm -hmm. And and every, like, really annoying liberal person just needs, like, a (laughs) wet dream in the theater to be like, yeah, 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 people, Republicans are bad. (laughs) Have you noticed? Oh, my God. Haven't you noticed how bad they are? I feel like when it This movie is great because they tell me that Republicans are bad. And it's like, okay, thank you. Like, we need it. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's great. Thank you. Hit me on the head with your hammer one more time. Well, everybody wants that mouthpiece. Uh, Anyway, it... I, I remember like when it came out. Everybody wants that mouthpiece. Oh, gross! Dick turning. <laughs> Everybody wants my mouthpiece. I wish better, I could, like, uh, just like video. Better, hey gang, take me. Uh, better take me to the hospital. <laughs> Need my mouthpiece locked down. Gross. Yeah. When when this came out, uh, everybody suddenly knew everything about Dick Cheney, and I was still just this kid in India. <laughs> You know, as a young person, I don't give a fuck about Dick Cheney because I don't know nothing about him. Did you know a lot about him? I only knew about him when I got into college. Like when I actively took an interest in like, all right, America's fucking shit up. Let's learn more about this country. And then just like through self curiosity, you you learn about yeah. like how this biparty system works and all of that. This is even during the Obama years, even before yeah. that. But during Cheney's uh timeline we were 11 or whatever right probably well i I don't know 2008 so yeah i was like aware of him as a bad guy because he was because you were so president of george w bush of course and like we all like knew so like september 11th happens and everyone's like america you i'm really sorry this happened to you and then they're like let's go fuck up the middle east for a couple years and very shortly after that happened you're just kind of like hey america what the fuck (laughs) like you know it's like like not cool like like, what are you doing and i think we talked about because another thing i started watching was we were watching the boys i was talking about there's a very clear um reference to george w bush and the boys from Mm -hmm. homelander says the thing and I was like, that was like the height of George W. Bush. That was mm. like his approval rating fucking skyrocketing just shortly after September 11th. Oh, interesting. And then after that, everyone was like, like he got reelected, but it was kind of like, dude, this fucking sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. like you are, you are fucking killing Iraqis everywhere. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. What I think was effective about this film when it came out in theaters was like Donald Trump is not a good guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've said a few controversial things on this <laughs> podcast. Godfather, good. Donald Trump, bad. Not good. Oh. But like Donald Trump was like, he was like stupid in so many ways. Right. And also kind of like smart in the way that he could make people freak out about him. Right. Dick Cheney, the the scary thing about him was he was like very good at politics. Yes. It seems. like he, He's menacingly good. Yeah. yeah. And, and without having to be like... I think I think that's illustrated in the scene where he's they're talking about that terrorist and he's like, well, go pick him up. Yeah. And it's like he can just do it. Yes. He just does it. Yeah. And that's what's very scary about him. The thing like when we're looking back on the Trump era, you're kind of like you're kind of like, oh, so this country has a head of state who's a complete fucking moron who's filled his like staff with a bunch of complete fucking morons. But when you think back to Cheney, you're just like, this guy was a very smooth political operator. Yeah. And while we all knew he was like bad, it was just kind of like, well, tough shit. Yeah. Well, (laughs) especially when it's things that affect the rest of time going forward. 
Because yeah. if one administration has the power to be like, I can have all the Supreme Court judges vote red. Oh, that's it. Like, there's no going back from that. Or if you can give ultimate whatever that power, judicial power to like one person, which is the, the president. unitary executive theory. There you are. Like, so like the giving the emperor's rule yeah. um, to one single person, even though there's two full parties in sitting at the time. Should we explain how the movie explains it? Let's so explain the, it. The, the unitary executive theory as explained by the film. Now, I just want to be clear. I am not a lawyer nor a political scholar of any sort. Hmm. The way the film explains it is that there is a theory that it's like, um, if the president does it, it's legal by grace of the fact that they do it. Yeah. Can't be illegal. So like it, and then, and then also the, the thing that Cheney like took advantage of was the fact that like, there you could argue in law which is always a very clear cut and dry (laughs) like you could argue that the vice president was because it's like both part of the executive and legislative branch that he's not not actually part they're they're not actually part of either so they have a lot of power right that's that's the crux of this so when they say that if the president does it it has to be legal or it has to be right the president can kidnap someone torture them keep them forever kill them that would still all be legal one of the problems with the movie is that dick cheney really his what's the word his legacy Mm. really comes into crystallization after september 11th yes and this movie spends about 20 minutes on september 11th and post september 11th and so much time on other shit where i'm just like i don't fucking care i don't care about this no the Every I've watched this movie like three times in the coming in the previous weeks because you had to watch it and stuff. Every time it fucking opens with Christian Bale in that bar, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. just like, "This is Dick Cheney as like a young man." I'm just like, I don't fucking care about any. Well, of, this. of course, this right? is so it's... annoying. Like it's it suffers from this biopic problem where it's yeah. just kind of like, just I don't need to know everything about this guy's life. Yeah, yeah. Just pick a time, which is the irony is that like. Dick Cheney was part of one of the biggest things in American history. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, now we got to tell a bunch of stuff about his life. We got to like, talk about him drinking. I at don't home. care about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Which is why the Big Short rules, because it doesn't go into all that shit. But like, what, like where were we the when Big we Short were six? Big Short is about an event. It's not about a person, though, right? Right. The, the problem, so many biopics do this, which fucking drives me crazy, mm. which we're going to talk about sometime because I have... I've had new thoughts about a beautiful mind, but a beautiful mind kind of affected this where it's like these biopics, they're like, let's tell you everything about this guy's life. And it's like, none of that fucking matters. Right. And the best biopics are the ones where there's a crystallizing event that, that is important to their life. Mm -hmm. And the most boring ones are the ones that try to eat too much of the sandwich and they just end up not really doing much. And it's, it's frustrating. And this movie suffers from that a lot. I wonder if it isn't so much about when they show Cheney's past, him as a younger person married to L- uh, Liz, Lynn, Lynn, Lynn. Cheney, yeah. it's Adams. more for her. It's more about her impact on his life because she is the one holding the rod and, and kind of whipping yes. him into shape. When he's drunken and getting DUI, she's like, I will leave you for a better man unless yes. you sort your shit out and take over America. So maybe just to sort of illustrate that, they could have gone into the I, past a little bit yeah like but I they think, do keep going about it forever i think it's i think it's important to illustrate how much of an influence lynn cheney has on dick cheney yeah and amy adams she just focused on every annoying middle-aged white lady and was like this is lynn cheney and then yeah. she comes out and she's like the problem with her fucking role that i'll i've i think i mentioned that, that i said i wouldn't tell you but i'll tell you now yeah she 
seems like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, she looks she like too. They fucking, have the same hair. She, every time she's on screen, I'm just like, Dude. are you meant to? Be, you look like fuck. You, you look sure? and sound like Hillary fucking. Clinton. I know, I know, and, and which, I wonder if it was a little bit like, oh, nudge, nudge. But, no, but the the problem at the time was that we're when this movie came out, we're not two years removed from Hillary Clinton losing the presidency That's right. to Donald Trump, and you're yeah. just like, why is this woman exactly like Hillary Clinton? Like just, it's. It's so ridiculous. Hey, maybe they are this kind of similar in person. Like, who knows, right? When you're in that circle and you're surrounded by these vultures and you, like, you're undermined by a gender and all that falafel. I don't know. You got to just kind of go ham on your hashtag Southern <laughs> your, values. Your Clinton, your Clintonery. <laughs> your your Clintonery, yeah. Ooh. Like, it's, this movie, it, it frustrates me to talk about because, like, I don't know. It's it's weird. That I I did like it when it first came out, and now yeah. I, I've just really turned around on it. I think I because know. I if if the Big Short didn't exist, I would have thought, okay, this is how political satires are shot. You know, where you have uh, a c- funny joke credit scenes that rolls in the first half of the movie as a Which joke. Which I think is like funny, but not. Oh man, it took me the fuck out. It didn't hit for me, but I can see why. In theaters, it was funny. In because theaters, you're with it'd a be crowd, funny. and everyone's like, what, yeah. "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It was funny, but it's just like the movie just doesn't deliver on so many fronts i know and then much like we talked about in the men episode is like you watch this and you're just kind of like who the fuck is this for everyone watching this everyone who's going to the theaters to watch this is like yeah we know dick cheney was an asshole Mm. we know he was a bad guy we might not know the details Mm -hmm. but we know it's not like people are going and being like I want to watch a wholesome film about the Cheney family <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I want to learn about one of my Republican heroes. It's like, wait, he was bad and he allowed people to get tortured. Yeah. And no it's one's like, going to, no. yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. I just think of like really obnoxious left wing people being like, this is one of the most important cinematic <laughs> documents because it illustrates how bad Republicans are. And it's right. like, that's just so it's just like who needs this shit at this point because everyone is yelling about it at the time yeah on the fucking internet everywhere you fucking go you could make it your job just being a person who yells about how evil right-wing people are forever yeah Yeah. and it's like even me coming i'm like a fairly progressive person i'm still just kind of like who the fuck needs this shit like you don't need a fucking movie to talk about this like right the the difference between this and the big short is like well, the big short, nobody knew about that. Nobody yeah, yeah, knew yeah. about a lot of what was happening oh, at that time. totally. And furthermore, like, even the big short doesn't do a good job about this, because I actually just reread the book. Lots of people, like, don't really understand the depth of the injustice of the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, with this, it was like, it was it's not even, an open secret doesn't even do it justice. That is, no. like, hey, the, the, uh, the United States tortures people. Yeah. They kidnap them, and they torture them, and the president is like, Green lit Watch that this thing. drive. Yeah. Like he's like, this is cool. Yeah. And Dick Cheney was like, I love this. All of them are just like, you know what I mean? And totally. It, it is like Gen Z or Gen Alpha going to rediscover this movie and be like, can you fucking believe that Dick <laughs> Cheney did this? Right. It's like, no, it's not, no. that's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. yeah. Because that's the, like at face value, you just take it. Right. Because, yeah. and then you might even be desensitized to it because we've all lived through Trump now. And so all of this yes. somehow still feels mild compared to more modern time shit that goes on by like people raiding the Capitol or just like you Those and were I. Those just a bunch of people who were just, they were concerned about the election results. <laughs> I, 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 wouldn't, I won't hear like a, a raid. I don't want to, I'm sorry, coup, you're right. I, these words don't have any place you're totally in this podcast. Right. Emotional about yeah. it. They were feeling emotional. 
They were they were exercising their right to protest. <laughs> there, I just want to put it that way. Okay. Uh, by the, through their face. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Like it, it's not like any Republicans going to come and watch this film and be like, I am transformed. I've changed my mind about yeah, yeah, DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can I? Can I? The other big problem I have with this movie, and I've thought a lot about this in the in the recent times. One of the big things, we'll kind of go into the plot, but I, there's not a lot of plot to talk yeah. about. Like it's all so okay. When you're doing a movie about an anti-hero or a villain, maybe much like a hero, a hero has to rise to a point beyond what you believe they're capable of and a villain has to sink to a point that's so despicable beyond what you believe that they're capable of Mm -hmm. and they try to do this in this movie by illustrating the fact that mary cheney is gay yeah and at the time gay marriage wasn't even legal fucking obama made it legal right Mm -hmm. and republicans have to they have to be like no gay marriage is bad don't gay marriage Mm -hmm. not on my watch kind of thing right and cheney cheney finds out that Mary Cheney is gay. And he says, like, don't worry about it. I don't care. Which I don't, like, believe it or not, whatever, right? He, he's like, well, you're still my daughter. It doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Which I think, like, I think it's reasonable to believe that there are a lot of people who are, like, right wing who are just like, I don't give a fuck about you can marry whoever you want. Like, I don't right. give a fuck about the issue of gay marriage. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people yelling about gay marriage and stuff. But, like, I think there are a lot of people who are reasonable about it just being like, it's just a thing. Like, I don't care. Sure, sure. I care more about lowering taxes or whatever. Yeah. And I think it's reasonable to believe that Dick Cheney felt that way. Right. Then in the end, he kind of turns on on her. And like, yeah, you know, and that's the lowest sinking point of the low. But that the thing is, is like, in the end, when you're just like, oh, wait, you're telling me that a Republican isn't a massive fucking hypocrite? Oh, my <laughs> God. you're you're telling me that a republican politician is an extreme hypocrite you must be you're blowing my mind over Mm. here man it's so like it's so dumb and unsurprising because like even at that point there's so many like there's so many republican politicians who come out you're just kind of like they rail against all these problems and they're like in the closet or like whatever you know like it's so and it was just so like yeah i know i'm not surprised in the least it wasn't even so much his hypocrisy i think it's just him choosing politics over the family like he's like choosing power he chose liz cheney the uh, you know trying to go up in politics who mary's sister herself is like i'm against gay marriage and like even though my sister is gay he kind of has to choose between two daughters but one daughter is in politics with him who's kind of exactly like him. Yeah. So he just chose himself, right? It's yes. self-preservation yeah. over anything else. It, I think like one of the... So I read a couple reviews and, and one that I thought was really interesting was like this... It was like this back and forth. It was on Vox. This is back and forth between two film critics, Alyssa Wilkinson and Emily St. James. And they were like kind of like going back and forth about what they liked, disliked about the film. The idea that this guy will kind of do anything to remain in power. Yeah. In in like a position. Like they they highlighted the fact that even through many political defeats, yes. he still crawls his way back into the halls of power. Mm-hmm. Him and Rumsfeld, like him and Carell are just kind of like buddies who are just, they're like fucking black mold. You can't yeah. get out of bed bugs in the White House a little bit. Yeah, which he calls himself which that. I thought was really interesting because Emily St. James brought up a point that I never really thought about. Mm. The heart donor thing. Mm-hmm. which is the framing device of the film is that Kurt who is played by Jesse Plemons is the narrator of the film. I don't think he does a very good job. I don't like the idea. Yeah. But the idea of the fact that like Cheney suffered many political deaths 
and literal deaths right. and just fucking keeps coming back. <laughs> yeah. I thought was actually really interesting. Like his heart doesn't give in. If he was an ideologue, he would not survive. But right. because he's just kind of like relentless, I go him. the way the wind blows. Yeah. And then use like in the time that I'm there, I use it to cement myself further. Yeah. That's what's like frightening about the fact that he chooses his not gay daughter over, over right. Mary. Right. And I thought that was really interesting. But I again, I don't think the movie fucking does a great job of that. Because like know? if he for like if he were to forego his like values, right? Which from day one in the movie they established that his sole purpose in life is to make it into the White House. He's like charged by his wife to do it, um, by his family, like he's berated I, by his peers. Yeah, can I can I just Lynn it is the best fucking feeling in the world yeah that's what he says yeah <laughs> oh got through gritted teeth got so good yeah stop it when he gets in the white house that's, that's what nice. he says yeah man you know how we watch that blue zones documentary whatever and it's like oh old people eat vegetables and yams and then also y- you yeah. will die if you don't have a purpose in life and, and I'm just like, do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> like and he's like, if you're old, just do it. My purpose is like bring death in the world. And he does it. And he does it so well that he just infiltrates himself into Halliburton and the government. Yeah. And like, why would he all of a sudden be like, yeah, but my baby girl's sad because I didn't acknowledge her, you know, marriage. I, he's I, not going to give a shit. I think like one of the frustrating and most effective parts of this movie is it, it at the end when he gives that monologue to the camera it's unfortunate because the the movie isn't effective enough to warrant that monologue no. but i do think that monologue is really good yeah because in the end you're just kind of like he believes this like yeah he believes, he's got he's got like a tear in his eye like the part where where he's just like he's like it's it's my privilege to keep your families safe yep and i'm just kind of like that's what you have to believe yep. to think it's okay to waterboard people. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. To be like, it's okay to just waterboard these guys in <sighs> Guantanamo Bay. And and like, that's what's very chilling about the film. He has to fool himself into believing yeah. that. He know? has to kind of think yeah. of everyone except his own people as animals, as it's, others. It's, it's frightening because of like how calculated you have to be yeah it's like this is better than this Therefore, oh fully this i believe kind of and that's like the scary thing about yeah. it I think. yeah 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 i don't know uh, yeah I, like a really <laughs> s- strange part uh i think they do a really good job is when they show themselves show the family eating dinner outside on the table and it's like a family dinner. I don't know if it's Thanksgiving or what. And he's just talking to this little kid in the family, but he's just making casual chat. I don't, like I've never, I don't know. I can't imagine like a very powerful grandparent, like or the Indian prime minister, even just having like a chat with, <laughs> you know, or like dictators being like, "How was your day?" Like they're not gonna give a shit. There's a really weird thing about how, like, evil and not. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if I want to say evil, but just like how distasteful people could be in public office, and and then you're kind of like, yeah, the guy's still like a grandpa or whatever. It's kind of like he's still alive. Eh? I. Yeah, I don't know if this is true or not, and I I can't I can't verify these facts. This is just rumors, but like I heard he waterboarded one of his grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> that was just that's just God. It was Independence Day. It's what they do to celebrate it. For, Say you're sorry for Christmas. He got them a mini waterboarding. Kit. <laughs> just like waterboard your friends. Yeah. They they thought it was a seesaw. You can't kill them, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
It's functional. The towel and a big bucket of water. <laughs> I think that Sam Rockwell isn't very good in this. <laughs> He's very hammy. But I will say <laughs> Ham that Rockwell in this. Sam Rockwell's run of playing a virulent racist and then George W. Bush and then a Nazi all in row yeah, is man. like that's something to be behold. Really, he nails the accent. What's up? Like I. Yeah. You could have told me he's from there, and I'd be like, yeah, I understand. Definitely. Is he from Missouri? <laughs> I believe it. It's unfortunate he doesn't look anything like George W. Bush. <laughs> no. <laughs> like. Hey, they nailed the side profile. I was about to say, there's a shot of just like his nose and then him sort of addressing the rest of the team to go ahead and bond the shit out of everyone. And then waterboard them when you're done, yeah. And, <laughs> and he looks just so convincingly like young Bush. It's... Really? very well done just because it's like mild lighting right so the silhouette is there and you kind of see the bridge of his nose and the makeup job terrific but like f- like fr- head on no i, I <laughs> no. kind of think that like george bush george w bush um great president no <laughs> like i think that <laughs> he's i think he's almost an impossible person to impersonate there's so much there's so, so much about him that's so subtle that sure. like i don't think anyone could do a really but good he has so many tells that even a poor impression is easy to Did, identify as bush will ferrell used to do a good impression of him oh really yeah back yeah. in the bush days and i think i've never seen the oliver stone film w but i don't know <laughs> if josh brolin is probably gonna fit the bill but like <laughs> i i think like having seen george w which so much of him talking you're just kind of like i don't know if I don't know if anyone could do a very good impression of him. Like maybe not 100%, but even a poor impression, is, even a good impression seems like a satire. Yeah. <laughs> that a poor impression would just I, be like such a joke that on, on the it wouldn't hand, be taken like, seriously. I want George W. Bush to like narrate audiobooks for the rest of his life or totally. something. Like read me like the Chronicles of Narnia or sure. whatever. Like I just think that'd be great. Well, he's got that little grandpa yeah. voice. He's great. Yeah. yeah. He's a great just, president. He's a chill guy. He was good. He did all sorts of great things. Woo-wee. We love him. I would have voted for him third time if I could. All right. no, I'm just <laughs> this has gone on far too long for the audience to be like, wait, this is taking a turn. I am very progressive and I love George is W. Bush. Is your vice am that I, you love Bush? Yeah. Am I full of contradictions? <laughs> yeah. But I'm a complicated person. Why don't you give me some credit? It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, who cares? He, <laughs> yeah. uh, he shot a guy in the face, which is also funny. Um, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He shot yeah. a guy. Which I would say one of the, one of the issues I, I have with this movie is like, he shoots a man and then the man apologizes for like being in the way. Yeah, yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah, 100%. That was fantastic. <laughs> at, at the time, yeah. you're, it's it was horrifying to hear that Dick Cheney shot a man. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't want to shoot a guy accidentally either. <clears throat> but when we're many years removed from it, I'm like, they they did not milk this joke enough about how funny it is that yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. went on TV <laughs> and was like, I'm really sorry you shot me. I am sorry you were, I was yeah. in the way of your bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a pigeon, you got my ear. It's like, you did literally everything wrong, but I am sorry that oh it ended up with me getting yeah. shot. I think the best part, though, was that Cheney never apologized for it. Well, exactly. Uh, and the guy was just, like, the guy God. was like compelled to make a statement about it. And Cheney <laughs> was just like, yeah, well, what did, you, what did I do this weekend? I had a heart. I had one heart attack. I <laughs> shot a man. <laughs> yeah, it got him so jacked out that it, got, it gave him a heart attack. Taught Lynn how to waterboard her kids if they ever misbehave. <laughs> She's surprisingly great at it. <laughs> <laughs> Natural talent. Like father, like daughter. Right, there's gang, there's a really uh, good... Uh, let me, you better take me to the hospital. <laughs> having another heart attack. That's chilling. Yeah. 
Dick, are you in the room with us? <laughs> Jesus. Dick, can you tell us what it's like to waterboard someone right now? <laughs> this feels like a Ouija board session. It feels great. Oh, <laughs> sick. It's kind of more Clint Eastwood than it is Dick Cheney, yeah, but fuck it. It's there. It's there. Your face transforms. Professional. I, like I, <laughs> I saw a, a little blurb on the Dick Cheney wiki that Liz Cheney made a comment about Christian Bale's performance. Just like she's not obviously not satisfied with it. And she said, Bale had a chance to represent a real superhero and he really fucked it up or whatever. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I've always like known like kids see their dad as like a superhero or call him a superhero. But when grown ass women do it, dude. But that, okay. Like, that, oh, I, this is fucking why I hate politics so much is because especially at that time, it's like, there was a time because it, it, you know, so in my opinion, and I, I don't know about this, I don't know if this is true or not, but like, you know that someone like, like Liz Cheney knows that whatever she says, yeah. she's got to fit it into a little tweet form yep. so that, cause someone's going to fucking tweet it out and be like, this is what Liz Cheney said about Christian Bale. Right. And it's got to be quippy and silly. And yet, like, I feel bad for Republicans and conservatives when they try to, like, write good stuff because it always comes across <laughs> as just kind of like, who the fuck wrote? Like, did a 60-year-old man who was like, what does Gen Z say about these things? Like, what did they fucking do? It's, yeah. It always sounds so dumb. And, like, the was like, we could have played a real superhero. It's like, dude, the guy played Batman for three films and then he played your fucking dumbass grandpa. <laughs> what do you fuck off? And you were like upset. You were like, he wasn't, what did Batman ever do for the people of God? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't see Batman or waterboarding anyone. But, like, I mean, he did definitely. He did, yeah. definitely did. Why he do you think there's did. that waterfall in the back <laughs> in the Nolan film? There's people under it. It's for cover and to waterboard. Yeah, it's just but, for, like, yeah. it. That era of just kind of being like, everything has to be a quippable little piece of shit thing <laughs> that you can tweet out. Yeah because no one is going to read the context behind this. There is no long and, form. And it, it just like it, it, it just sounds, and I'm not saying that like right wing people are the only people who do this. It's not true because there's lots of like really written, like goofy left wing stuff where you're just kind of like, wow, you're really out of touch. Yeah. yeah. And it, it just like politicians are just the worst fucking people for that kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah, man. It's unfortunate because I'm sure Liz Cheney, I'm not sure, but maybe Liz Cheney was just like, they were like, what do you what do you think of Kristen Bale's performance? Like, what do you want to say to that? And she was like, I didn't like it. Yeah. And then people were like, yeah, but like, what if but you really, get, what do you think? What like, if you well, give it like a little more buzz and like a little more pizzazz? Because <laughs> yeah. like no one wants to read that. She's like, I really didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, but like, the way what, they if, showed me. what if you were to reference something that Kristen Bale has done in the past? She's like, I thought he seemed like an American psycho. And then he's like, no, because Dick Cheney was an American psycho. Like, what if it was something else? Like, <laughs> they just made him go through all of his other movies to he, make a pun out of the fucking... He really, ma- he really machinists the, the role. <laughs> what if... <laughs> I think I think our covering of this film is actually befitting of the film itself because yeah. the film is kind of like a mess and that's kind of the way we're covering it. Exactly. I don't even want to go into the plot. I don't think I don't... we need to because it's about his life uh, leading up to 9-11, how he takes control of the room, destroys democracy uh, or what's left of it. And, you know, it does it looking great in the little makeup suit. The... He looks great. I uh, won an Academy, Award, an Academy Award for makeup and hair. Excellent, yeah. excellent, excellent. Uh, well deserved. He looks it's he, unrecognizable. His, his quote unquote transformation is 
insane. Absolutely. It's crazy. Absolutely. Um, but like when this movie was like nominated for best picture, you're just kind of like, what? We don't need 10. No, we do not need 10 of these, you know, 10 got 10, 10 noms. No, like we don't need 10 slots in best picture. If you're, Oh, I mean, we, we don't have to talk about this now, but like 2018 was a year where you're just kind of like, man, there were so many good movies and these are the ones you chose. Like it's a (laughs) wild time. Yeah. 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 Not that there's like, the thing is, like, a strong year for films. Yeah. Not a strong year for awards, in my opinion. Right. Which is funny because the 2017, which we did talk about, go back and listen if you want to. I don't know why you would, but you can. Like, that year was actually, I thought, like, very, like, I hate to use this word, kind of, like, brave and challenging and interesting. Right. And, like, top why? to bottom a strong year. And then, like, 2018, you were like, well, there was lots of good movies, mm. but the like the academy but they picked vice out of it like well yeah and green book and like like <laughs> lots of movies where you're just kind of like these are the ones these this is what the governing body of like film taste is like these are the th- ones we think are the best you're like what are you doing what are you doing anyway we'll talk more about that mm. in a couple weeks mm. um yeah man i mean look steve carell killed it he was so funny did he i loved him i, I loved how unhinged he was and because Rumsfeld famously has like stupidest quotes, right? He just says shit. Rumsfeld was a goof. <clears throat> just like He's a, a real goofy g- guy. Silly goose, yeah. that guy. But <laughs> I didn't know that he was also menacing in that way. Yeah. I o- I always thought he was stupid. There's um there's a really good clip I heard because <clears throat> recently I was re-listening to this podcast called Blowback. No free ads. Such a good podcast. This podcast is called Blowback about the Iraq War. And they they play like clips from the time, and there's like a really funny clip of Donald Rumsfeld yep. because he was involved with like, uh, like selling weapons yep. to Iraqis or some something like that. Yep. And there's like this video of him with I think Saddam Hussein, mm. and like someone like a journalist is like, "What do you have to What do you have to say about this video of you just like hanging out with Saddam Hussein?" <laughs> and like Donald Rumsfeld is like watching, and he's like, "Oh yeah, there I am." Oh. <laughs> Yeah, hey, that is me. Oh my god, this <laughs> is so weird. Oh, it's so strange. <laughs> but it, like, it's like it's also the perfect response because yeah. you're just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't like yeah, him now. That's but, me. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that record scratch. <laughs> but he was like, you're very, wondering how yeah, I got here. He was very much like, hey, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> you kids dig up the darndest things. That is yeah. the known known, Mr. The, Rumsfeld. The thing that I think I I hated Steve Carell in this, but I do think it's worth mm. like focusing on Rumsfeld and a little bit like in the film. I think it's worth having him as an important character because obviously he was. Yeah. But like But like the reason why I loved him is that he starts off as this guy who's clearly like big swinging dick of the White House, right? He yeah. shows he's like, Cheney get out the there ropes. And get your dick wet and yeah. Yeah. He's like this super confident guy who I don't know intentionally or not. When Cheney comes into absolute power, uh, it even shakes Rumsfeld a little bit. Yeah, because Cheney has surpassed him in power. Surpassed yeah. him in power, but like it, it doesn't make Rumsfeld any less evil in his intentions. But he, the way his like face changed, like of course he's a good actor and everything, right? Like Steve Carell. Carell kills it. I, I think he's like I a think he's solid a, a three decent, out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good actor. Yeah, but he's no Sam Rockwell. But without yeah. seeming like. Oh, I'm so shocked by Cheney, me Carell slash Rumsfeld. Like he didn't have to overplay that, and he didn't. 
No. So even like minute like facial changes or behavioral changes was like interesting to see. Him he also like, Carell kind of like Rumsfeld kind of exits the movie yeah. like late in it. The thing the thing that frustrates me a lot is that that scene with the when he's like, why is Nixon talking to Kissinger in that office kind of thing? And I was like, you know that scene at the beginning? Yeah. It, it's like close to the beginning when he's like, he's standing outside that office. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, it means they're going to bomb Cambodia. And it was like, and then he gives this like little monologue where it's like, right. This is so like, it's so written and it's so it's true. It's right, so right, right, one right, of those right. things where you're just like, well, this never happened. Right. Clearly. And and also it's like and I don't even well, know. So if it much did. so much of that but, movie is like dramatized but and it's never also, really happened. It's like this little speech where you're just kind of like this is like this is profound because we know in retrospect what happened. Right. But in reality, this is not profound. Okay. And then fair, and fair, then fair. right at, it's followed by my least favorite thing in the film, right after where Dick Cheney is like I'm having a heart enough. <laughs> he's he's like when he says like oh what do we believe and yeah. like Steve Carell starts laughing I'm like what do you like, he just it, laughs at him it's so fucking lame it it's the thing it's like shades of a movie where like sometimes the first time I watched that rewatched yeah. this movie I was like kind of frustrated because I was just like this is so like too serious and not funny enough yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just want like Dick Cheney to like do a pratfall and like shit his pants or something <laughs> and then there's like moments where they like touch goofiness and I'm just like yeah. well this doesn't fucking work in I the know. film it t- it takes the audience it treats them like a little kid sometimes it's like hey do you guys get the joke that we're making and we're making a joke it it you know what it, it kind of rem- those kind of jokes remind me of is when we saw triangle of sadness yeah and like there dude. was like all these like real like like just fucking, fucking low-hanging fruit jokes that people were like can you Instagram? believe how funny this is yeah. it's like i've never seen something funny in my life before and <laughs> this is blowing my balls off <laughs> This is unitary executive theory, oh. my dick. <laughs> Christ. This is so funny. Yes. Yeah. Can you imagine? Rich people, bad. But Republicans, bad. Who knew? Who knew? Stop. Vietnam War, ill-advised. Mm-hmm. Like it, that kind of that, those kind of things. Like I'm just kind of like like those are the things that drive me crazy because they're so clearly just yeah. meant to suck the balls of these progressive people who like have no <laughs> thoughts or sense of humor yeah, yeah and they're just kind of like see you like this kind of stuff right you like this bullshit and it's yeah. like it's like just forcing it down your throat and you're just like I no know. i like things that are actually funny it, they yeah. couldn't go full house of cards with like just serious and they couldn't do thank god <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and and which is like advised right like don't because that's already don't do that i thought but i thought around this time like kevin spacey was someone really popular and that they could have hired him for pretty much everything i feel like spacey would have made a great cheney he would have except he was not in the business of making things anymore <laughs> in 2018. 2018 yeah oh shit that's that was right. that was the year that he we'll talk about this this is the year that all the money in the world he got cut out and replaced uh, by christopher Plummer. Uh, yeah. i believe fucking. yeah i think cam was it whatever who cares we'll talk about it um i like that movie i like all the money in the world yeah. but um yeah, like, yeah, they they just like they don't go f- no. for far enough either way. And I hated when fucking Jesse Plemons' heart is taken from his body, and he just keeps talking, and it's like, ah, stop it! If you're the narrator, you should just die. I thought it was like a little ill-advised how they take <sighs> his heart out, and then he keeps talking. Yes, and then uh, these CIA guys come in and waterboard him on the fucking. <laughs> 
still got some life in him. Fuck Shut it. up, Jesse. Yeah. But, you know what? Bad pitch. That would be funny to me. <laughs> You're the worst audience. No. No. Uh, I'm going to write my own movie. <laughs> Prick Cheney. Fucking everyone, everyone who's ever watched a movie has said that in their mind being like, fuck it. I'm going to... I'm gonna I write could, my own. Movie. I could do this better. I could write this. I'm gonna Fuck write my Adam own. Adam McKay. Movie. What Fuck. do you know? Fade in, <laughs> white hose. Tall, short. <laughs> <laughs> Interior white hose day. Dick Cheney's waterboarding. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> Can I also say excellent casting? Because Condi just. I thought uh, that was her. <laughs> I thought that was her too. And then I was like, "That's I'm racist to think that." But um, yeah. Also, the, I think like. Uh, What's his um, fucking Tyler Perry doing stellar work again? Just <laughs> popping up in a movie, just being like, I'm Colin Powell. And you're just like, I know. That's just, <laughs> yeah. what what a treasure, that guy. Just a bajillionaire <sighs> hanging out. Yeah, dude. Should we get the fuck out of here? Stop talking about this shit. It's, yeah. Vice, I think, is like, let me in on this. I think Vice is a movie that's like worth watching. Yes. But it's it's kind of worth getting frustrated over because... I actually don't think that there is a good movie in here yep. because I just don't think Dick Cheney is a subject worthy of an interesting cinematic work. But Adam McKay, I, I really like Adam McKay. Like well, I, he's awesome. I love the big short. I like, um, I really like uh, Don't Look Up. Fucking The Other Guys is probably one of the best movies of the past 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Like Anchorman. Like I love his comedy work. I love even his serious work. Yeah. Even though, yes, some people are like, it's you're really hitting me on the nose. But some of it works in Vice. I just don't think it does. No. All. Yeah. Uh, I, I would also say that if you're watching Vice for the first time not knowing anything, you'll enjoy it. When you, you might. When yeah. you watch it the second you time, you'll feel differently. That is all. If you've never read news before. <laughs> if or, you were a child who doesn't, a young person would not know Dick yeah. Cheney. If you've never experienced humor or read the news or talk to another person, you might think Vice is great. Well, like, Did no, 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 no. Even, like, if Gen Z were to watch this, they have no fucking context of Cheney. Yeah. Like, me watching some Nixon shit, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't know anything about him. Who is that even? Who is that? Like, honestly. <laughs> Sick like, name. It's so funny because, again, this will be old by the time we talk about this. But, yeah. like, did you hear about that stuff with those, the Osama bin Laden letter to America thing? That yeah, people yeah. Were, people <gasps> what were, is going like, on? That stuff was, like, so wild. <laughs> but it's, like, that actually kind of – I thought about that when watching Vice because right. I was, like, yeah, are people going to kind of look back and just be, like, dude, Dick Cheney? Like, it would be <laughs> – yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if, like, Dick Cheney dies, right? Right. Eventually, after four or five, six heart transplants, he, like, dies. And in like 20 years, we see like young, like Gen Z's who are in maybe in their late 20s being like, I think the greatest political person in the last 20 years was Dick Cheney. (laughs) And like, and, and like rediscovering like girl boss, young, like young, like Republican when, when Republicans are like finally figure out how to use TikTok and learn how to write (laughs) in the English language. (laughs) Like they, they'll, they'll like get all these young people to just like amp up republicans of the past being like i think he did a lot of great for this country <laughs> of course. Like, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i feel like a politics would have dissolved by the time young people rise to power and will just be like a flat hierarchy of self-governance i i think the idea even though it's like it's true and going to happen i think the idea of thinking of anyone who's like gen z or gen alpha 
being like a staunch Republican is so funny to me. It's so because it's, it feels like it won't happen because I don't believe that. Like I think no. young people are so much more progressive than yeah. even millennials were. Us stupid fucking millennials. <laughs> yeah, but like it's so it would be it's so funny to think that like what Republicanism <laughs> can would, even would like ice spice like. voting for waterboarding <laughs> just like the, I feel like a Bobby <laughs> get his ass. It's so I don't know. It's weird. I'm I'm really glad that we're gonna die <laughs> in six or seven months. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening um sorry that we talked about spain and that was annoying for everyone and then we talked about a movie neither of us really like and that was probably also annoying to everyone too sorry about that i'm just saying if you watch it you'll feel the same like we're all in the same boat it's not not worth watching let me put it that way it's worth giving a chance to yeah go do you have something to say in uh mr cheney's mr cheney are you here with us i feel like i've been here i'm filling this bucket with water (laughs) but i think it's about time that you took me to the hospital <laughs> it's been the low ceiling <laughs> guys <laughs> thank you for listening i'm oh, pre and you are dick dick cheney, dick cheney. i'll oh. be here next week when we talk about coach carter a great american film fuck yeah that i think i would i would rent score shoots <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Thanks for bye